Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. <laughs> we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... Drag Race Canada. Season two. Season two. <laughs> so, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling... The GNT Podcast. Clank. And it actually is a clink. Guys, I am drinking. Was Please. I drinking last week? You were. Okay. Which is what I think... I'm just going to get straight to it. I'm just going to read you for filth now. Which is what I think explains that minor technical hitch. Wow, straight into week. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Paulo, let's just focus on your flaws. <laughs> it's let's, ha- let's start with the positive. Um, you 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 stuffed up last week. And, it's time to um, expose you, frankly. <laughs> What's fine? <laughs> no, anybody on. who's listening last week probably wondered why it turned into like a twenty-minute special about Jam and the Holograms. What happened? What, ha- what happened, happened was, was um, we reco- obviously we recorded in segments, but we lost our audio for the second part, didn't we? So we had to re-record it and didn't remember we'd already had like a ten-minute chat about <laughs> Jam and the Holograms. So you're treated to two. So you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. What's not to enjoy about so, that? So, pop quiz about Jim. Um, what did Bolo do as a child? When, um, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows double time. Uh, what are you drinking there? I'm having a Negroni, one of my favourites. Lovely winter warm. I feel like the only reason you have this is because you want to say Negroni. It's derived from the Italian, an Italian count's of name, course, I think. Tom, of course, mm. I'm having a gin and tonic. A, a ginny lemon and tonic. Uh, Malfi orange. I really love that gin. Mmm, I love this drink. I love this drink. It's making me feel really peppy, peppy, peppy. <laughs> it really is. It's giving me a lot of energy, giving me a lot of life. It's um, complimentary colours again. Um, it's just uh, your sort of pale, peachy tones to my burnt It's really umber. nice, and it's a good way to start the weekend. Which is, yeah, it? it's unusual to be recording on a Friday because we have been doing Thursdays and like Saturday or Sunday, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I am just going to say it. Thursdays aren't a great recording day, if you ask me. I think it's a silly day for an episode of Drag Race to drop. What do you think? I don't mind. Well, I find myself Tom. tired from the week, but not yet excited for the weekend. It's just that I really enjoy doing what I do. <laughs> so so does it doesn't matter when it is, Tom. It's just um, it really fulfills me. You know, I've got to get up the next day and everything. Well, it's today, I just don't have to worry about that. I can get as drunk as I like. We can record for as long as we like. No, we can't. Yes, we can. There's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no limit. Welcome to our three-hour special tonight, everyone. Um, <laughs> pack yourselves in. Get comfortable. <laughs> no, but I really enjoy, yeah, Saturday, Saturday, I mean, Friday evening um, recording. It's cool. I like it. Now, we've been getting a lot of love online. And oh. so Spotify has released um, 2021 Wrapped, which is like your top songs, yep. your top podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we got sent and tagged in um, a lot of people who had sent in um, screenshots yeah. or tagged us in um, as one of the podcasts that they listen to. Yep. And, um, so we're just going to show some love right back to these people. Yes. One is uh, Meg. I can't say your last name, but I won't. For we life. won't because, yeah. Meg uh, from Twitter. Um, her top podcast was Spilling the GNT. Hey. Of course it was. Thank you, Meg. Um, Bevan Burns also. We were up there for her. Excellent. Um, so thank you, Bevan Burns. Also, Lawrence. Oh, if it's almost say Lawrence, I want to say Lawrence Cheney. Is it not Lawrence Cheney? No, no. This is Lawrence um, on our Twitter. who said, love my pageant sisters because the top podcast for them was us. So thank oh, you so much, you so Lawrence. Much. And then we got people like, Tom, should I say Instagram or do you want to well, I, take I'm, over? I'm the Instagram mogul, so I'd okay. rather take the lead if that's okay. Wow. Um, so yeah. Um, so these were either kind of like number one or top off, five or like most off. binged. So we had Anna and Ashley and Danny and Selena and Amanda. And Rose, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for sharing with us that, um, yeah, that we've we've. Ashley, you know, did you say Ashley? I said Ashley. Just making I certainly sure. did. Just making sure. Tom. Yeah, um, the, a lot of these are people that I chat to regularly, anyway. Um, so, 
We love you getting in touch. Thank you so much, guys. And we're so flattered and amazed that we'd be anybody's number one podcast. That's amazing. You know, it could be just number one out of one. We could be the only podcast to listen to. So no, there that... may not have been that much competition. But like that's what I mean. we're really flattering ourselves right now. We're like, oh my god, we beat thousands. We beat thousands <laughs> of potential podcasts. We were number we one. What? Beat off stiff competition. Um but no, but like if, even if somebody listens to only one podcast and it's ours, that's amazing to me. Okay. I just I like when I when I like stop and think about it and like we just like record this like little fun podcast that we do in our li- living room because we're such big fans of RuPaul's Drag First Race. First of all, it's the 15th floor um, of an executive uh, tower. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. With aircon. With aircon. Both cold and warm. <laughs> yeah. We have all seasons in this contraption here. We can blow alternatingly hot and cool on that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, but like, it just amazes me that this is something we do. We, do, we just started doing for fun. Like, uh, uh, just Tom, over Tom, why are you giving a Grammy speech, girl? No, calm but down. it's lovely. But like the fact that this people started all over off the world as a little dream, <laughs> a little boy with a little dream, yeah. and now like, calm down, girl. No, I genuinely find it touching. I'm, I'm on the brink of tears. <laughs> Can't you tell? That's the alcohol. That's the Negroni. That's the second Negroni no, kicking simmer in. Simmer down. Thank you very much. Canada's Drag Race. We're now on season two, episode eight. We are. Quick recap, last week we had the most, and it still is, the most, or probably one of the most awkward lip syncs ever. It yeah. kind of tainted the whole episode. It was interesting because, like, even when you think about other awkward lip sync moments, like, you know, <laughs> Charlie, do something, or get her off of me. Um, they've become iconic in their own right, and this doesn't really have that quality, unfortunately. What it left me with was just like, Kimura was such a like likable queen and she went she was so polished and she went in there with a reputation and she was like pageant excellence and then it just it's just a sad end to her drag race journey if you ask me she's so much better than that ending what do you think it was Tom get into her head give us a bit of psychiatry here I what can... do you, just yeah just just speculate what do you think led to that well, we already knew from Untucked that she was giving up, and it's just the worst thing you can say. I don't even think she should have been in the bottom anyway. Ab- first she of all, absolutely, the, she, she should not have been in the bottom. No, Pythia was worse than her, but Pythia's runway was amazing. But, you know, perhaps it shows a little bit of favouritism. Um, I, I, I wouldn't... Was Adriana worse than her, do you think? They were kind of similar. No, I... Uh, um... I mean, they were both. If if I had to look at performance and stage confidence and stage presence, yeah, then um, Kimura definitely had that over Adriana. I preferred Adriana's runway to Kimura's. Okay, but anyway, I would say that you know it's it's similar sort of level pegging for those. I just you know she was objectively better than Pythia, and so she shouldn't have been in the box. She has funny jokes. Um, so, I don't know, I, she reminded me a lot of an Aque from season one, and they are friends, actually, and they are, you know, pageant girls. And you remember, an Aque was kind of like getting a bit incredulous as to the kind of underappreciation. Absolutely. And I think her pride was wounded. She'd made a decision that, you know... I'm going to end it on my terms. I didn't lose. Yeah. I forfeited. That's what it was. So it's kind of, but I lost nothing here. I, I threw in the towel. What I can't fathom is why she did that rather than just stand there or not lip sync, as, we, as we've seen Inti and Dovima and Ginny Lemon do. Um, you know? The, the thing is, com- I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think back on the performance challenges that we have had. She was great. And wonder if Kimura could have really turned it out in terms of, the lip sync could she have actually won against Gia? Though let's be honest, the song really was geared more for Gia. Well, I guess like if we're thinking of the girl group challenge, we really liked her in that. She's a very distinctive verse and great stage presence. Yeah, You've been singing that. Well, verse, yes, but not stage presence. Did you not think so? I like the way she slunk around on it, but um, and then she was actually great in the um under the big top musical. But it was a very specific character, the Bianca Del Rio character. Yeah. But she was good. She was like in the top half that week. Remember, it was a game of two halves. I mean... But she wasn't quite as memorable as... Uh, maybe I you gotta know what? trick up my sleeve. 
Hey, did I see you coming? Did I see you coming? With the whole Mariah Carey finger to the air, the head wobble. My wig's fallen off, but I put, put it back, back on, on my head and just to do again. another Revillana. Yeah. Hey, where my people at? Where my people at? Girl, this season has had it. This season has been. I've enjoyed it's, it's it so much. It's been fine. It's been fine. But um, I just, what, what I do want to say is we can never understand what it's like to be these queens. No, we can't. No. And to be put through what they go through. I mean, did we just get confirmed confirmation? We've been watching some stuff on TikTok. Yeah, we're young. We're hip. You know, um, I never claimed to be. And um, we saw an interview with the top three UK girls, and they mm-hmm. did kind of confirm that um, UK was done in 10 and a half it's days. It's interesting because it doesn't seem to be in that widely circulated because I've still seen people saying that that was just a rumor that Willem put out. But we saw a clip with Kitty Scott Claus saying um, in an interview, looked like a radio interview. That it was filmed, and she said her words were, yeah, it was filmed in 10, 10 and a half days. Those are like her exact words. So it's hashtag confirmed. That's not long enough for these queens. Oh, definitely. And it totally explains the mess that was Dragaton and how the girls felt a bit under-rehearsed for the girl group. It wasn't their fault. It was the schedule. I guess coming back to... I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. We've got to forgive these queens, like... A moment of madness because it's a huge amount of pressure mm. and Kimora you know the poor thing has already posted saying that she's had death threats and shit like that and it's like oh, I don't know it, I just words fail me words fail me how anybody could send that kind of venom to a drag queen who's just entertaining on an edited reality show My mind boggles. My question to you, Tom, is what she did in that lip sync worse than what Scarlett did in Drag Race in terms of her entitled attitude? Scarlett Adams in... No, Scarlett Harlot. Oh, Scarlett Harlot. Um... I don't know. It's it's apples and oranges. They're different things, I think. I think... I mean, they both did crap, but they're but obviously the way that people are reacting. We're to talking the crap. about racial bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, we know that the black queens are victimized more in these situations. <sighs> Makes me sick. Yeah, Tom. Let's just get into the episode. Let's change up the energy. We yeah. got heavy though. Let's just let's just drink. <laughs> let's just get drunk Play. and uh, see what we can come up with yeah. for episode eight. Cat owners, do you ever get that feeling? I mean, I don't know if you have a cat like what we have here, um, <laughs> who was the devil. She's a reincarnated witch. We're pretty yeah. sure of that. But that's a wonderful thing, if you and, ask me. But tonight she's just being ridiculously nice and cute, and I don't trust that. I don't. I, it's <laughs> it uncharacteristic. Makes me, I, I, it makes me feel very uncomfortable that she's acting like a very cute little thing and i i don't know what she's up to lily's lily's baseline is standoffish um diva-esque yeah um imperious and today she's being soft and affectionate she's been i think it's since it's got colder i think she just wants to spend more time indoors i don't and having more affection i don't know what it is but i don't trust it i I mean she's eating well she's not ill i'm not i'm not here to i'm i'm no I'm, I'm not going to let her distract me. That's I'm what gonna, she wants. I'm going to enjoy it while She's trying while to distract lasts. me. She's, she's trying to do that. Uh, girls are coming in. I mean, do you know what? There wasn't a big discussion about the very, lip very sync. very, very little. There was no, no discussion well, do you know what I about like? the lip and sync. It's, it's a bit of a theme in Canada's Drag Race. When the girls come back in, they usually say something they'll miss about that girl. And that's not common to every season of Drag Race. Like on the American one in particular, I think it's actually more of a thing where production will throw in a bitchy comment about kind of like, you know, they'll have a little sound bite of like, oh, I'm glad that bitch is gone. But this is a lot more like... Or or it's the, I really liked her, but I had to see her packing. Yeah. I don't know why I turned to Eric Cartman. Then. Yeah, I'm glad that bitch is gone. Um, but yeah, it's like... Um, uh, this very, very sweet. They talk about um, Kimura's wonderful heart and how much they'll miss her grandmotherly energy. So I- I'm glad that that's how they're remembering her and not as the final way we saw her. I think that's great. It's just that, let's be very honest, there was so much reaction 
from the judges. I mean, the judges even stopped mm. and said, girl, what was that? Before telling her to go home. And then there were a lot of close-ups like, of the girl. girls behind the stage say, like, what the fuck's going on? They said to a girl, what was with that eyelash girl? Okay. <laughs> her eyelashes were wonky. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was an Alaska quote. I'm I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> But was such a strong reaction <laughs> from what the performance was given from Kimura, mm-hmm. I would have expected some discussion with regards to, um, w- with regards to it. But there was nothing, and you know what? Good. Yeah. In this case, I'm kind of happy it was glossed over. Let's remember Kimura's wonderful qualities, and and let's move on. I want to say that let's Pythia, on, Pythia has been saved. In my opinion, she's been saved. From the bottom twice. She was saved with Biflop, with her verse. Biflop. Yeah, do you know what? That interested me so much because we did not rate her in Biflop. They saved her there. Yeah. And then they also saved her last week, um, which was the comedy challenge, which I really do feel that she should have been in the bottom. definitely one of the two weakest. I've rewatched it. Pythia's got so many amazing talents, but stand-up comedy is not one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. There is this potential aspect, you know, it, it varies from season to season of Drag Race, how much emphasis they put on runway. And that runway was one of the best and the most oh, interesting we've Oh, ever they're seen. making the runways count this season. Do you know why? Because this is a fashion season. For me... So good. For me... Well, when I, when I say this is a fashion season, it's geared towards a fashion girl now we already know what's a prom ch- it's going to be a um a makeover, makeover challenge. yep um and it's for me it's, it's just coming off like raja from season raja from season three well do you um know, where it, it was just design challenge design challenge and it was just like okay we get it gonna, you want her to win can stop you there for a second darling um they're on an average season of drag race yeah You've got the first construction challenge, although they mix it up a little bit. And sometimes it's a runway, brought runway. Sometimes it's a first construction challenge. You also have a separate ball and you have a separate makeover, which is three opportunities for girls who can sew. And that's an average season. And that's what we've seen here. Now, season three that you're talking about, separate from the makeover, had four construction challenges and that that is the highest ever when you say construction most of the time for makeovers it's not construction most of the time yes they bring the costume so it's not a design challenge at all i know i'm right (laughs) yeah what i'm saying is raja's season was actually distinctly unusual there was cake ball money ball um the first construction challenge with the christmas uh materials was it christmas yeah it was um and there was another one Hair, hairball. So they had hair, hair. It was hair. My hair. <laughs> Thank you, Brooklyn. And they had a separate makeover challenge back when they probably still made their makeover looks. Yeah. So that was unusual. This isn't quite in the same league. I'm, I mean, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna dis- disagree with you just a little. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. That's okay, Tom. You're allowed to have your wrong opinions. <laughs> um, so let's revisit Kendall's one. Congratulations. And this creates um, a really interesting playing field now because in contrast to last week when we had two girls with no wins, we now have everybody has a win. All five girls have a, a, at least one win. Now looking kind of like, is there is there a front runner? You could argue, yeah, Isis, because she has two wins. Absolutely, it's but, Isis. But she's been in the bottom once. Still Isis. Pythia and Adriana, one win each with no bottom two placements. And then you've got Kendall with one win and one bottom two placement. And Gia with one win and two bottoms. Which, you know, in in average Drag Race universe, kind of rules her out from the win. It has happened, Priyanka, for example, um, Simone, but it's unusual. Okay. Yeah. Now the girls get a lovely, you know what, they get a lovely message from home this is and really, it's not really just a message it's a it's a phone call conversation it's a video they call. conversate don't they is this the first time they've done this yeah usually to my knowledge yeah unless it's been like a special prize like um when ivy winters called her mum or when i'm um, katia who, who who got to call katia <laughs> 
<laughs> so they just get like every phone call to Katia even though they don't know her they had a video call and then to Katia and then all of a but sudden but then she was there. was there yeah it was Drag Race UK wasn't it season one I can't sure remember it was. it was but like um, no they don't before like do you remember um, Fifi O'Hara gave in like her in a lovely moment gave, she gave, it, gave to, it to Chad Michaels because it was her anniversary I mean who was Fifi gonna call girl <laughs> who was she gonna call <gasps> Who? Um, I just want to check my balance. Her probation officer. Exactly. Well, who's she going to go? No, I want to say that Geometric's mom is everyone's mom. She's my mom. She's your mom. She was just love that smile. She was adorable. That, oh, my God. I, I fell in love with her mom. Do you know, it was... She I, want, was I, want, I want that mom. I want to talk to that mom before every competition. I will say... All of these conversations, there was such loving energy and they were so, so lovely. We started off with Gia's mom and she was adorable. Then we had... Um, Adriana's boyfriend partner. Yeah, who makes a lot of her drag and like they're a team and stuff. So that was super duper cute. That was lovely. Didn't Adriana mention that her, her partner is is a doctor or a nurse as well? And he seems to be in scrubs. I, oh, I, I didn't notice I thought I mean, he was. This is, this is, I mean, this is your area of You see me wearing I've... scrubs every day, and you can't spot scrubs. Tell me you're wearing scrubs right now. Scrub is a guy who thinks he's fine, <laughs> also known as a buster. <laughs> um, Adrian's partner. Yes, Kendall. Kendall's partner is, wow. She's gorgeous, she isn't stunning. she? Sorry if I hurt your ears there. I'm just dying. <laughs> sympathy, sympathy. Just dying. Sympathy plus plus yeah. plus. Um, wow, she was stunning. I was like, oh, Gorgeous hello. lady. Um, I love the fact that they've been together through her transition and Kendall's really open about that. I think it's just a testament to how, you know, you can just put aside sometimes kind of sexuality, gender, those things can be put aside and they're two souls who are just in love and it's wonderful. I mean, I, I think that's very fortunate. I, I don't, mm. I, I think in some situations that isn't the case, but it's nice that we got to see an example yes. of a case where the transition worked and was well. They just I seem mean, to be soulmates. It's like, what, Kendall, gender, gender is a construct. My university lecturer for event planning, Um, this was a while ago. You did a course in event planning. Yeah, it was um it was part of marketing. Oh wow. She's um she's 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 a thinker. She's she's <laughs> she's, she's qualified. I would, love to, I would love to do a course in event planning. God, she was fun. um she was a trans woman, mm-hmm. amazing, and um she was still together with um her wife from when yep. they were um when he, before the transition. Yeah. And they got a son together. Amazing. I mean, I, 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 I have a friend who one of their parents um, transitioned and the parents stayed together as a parental team and very much a unit. So, you know, I think it's just a testament to, to love and togetherness. It's wonderful. Now, Isis also got um, a conversation from the mom. There was something, something so touching yes. that, that, about their conversation. And, and the words were that really hit my soul was, mom, I did it. Yeah, there was something, there was something about her saying that that really it, it, you know tugged at my heartstring. I, I don't know what about it, but when you struggle so so much um, in something, I mean, I th- I believe that I sister drag before it was an in inverted commas cool. Definitely, she she did it back in the days where there were beer bottles thrown, there was so much stigma, there was so much hate. It, was, it wasn't it was as cool as it is now. and But she believed in it, she pursued it, and she went through, and it's just something beautiful about her saying, Mom, I made it. And it, it just made my heart. And her mum was tearfully proud, wasn't yeah. she? Yes. I so just, lovely. Was, oh, like, I'm just, just right now, I'm just like, oh. It was really, really touching sequence. It was kind of like sometimes Drag Race wanders into like schmaltzy and I get turned off. But this was actually really touching. It was really lovely. And then we went on to Pythia and her partner at the end, the last two. That was super duper cute. He'd had his eye surgery, bless him. And he was still getting on the phone to her. <laughs> so cute. I Yeah. Yeah. Get an eye patch. I mean, get an eye patch. It's could you outrageous. imagine being in there? Could Could you imagine that, like being in their competition and, and seeing them? Like I'm a meme. Do you remember when we went to Essex? Yeah. And I, this is. I mean, I'm not trying to compare 
a um <laughs> a, a fitness competition to the, what these queens went through. Well, you went through it that weekend. But it was I went, roller coaster. I went through it that week. I was there. I witnessed it. <laughs> and I apologize. No, you don't have to apologize. Your emotions are valid. It's, I was it's fine. It was my so, honor and privilege. I was just so emotional, and I, I and I was. I mean, you you were amazing. I was. The things I mean, what that you made. We Tom invented. Tom and I invented this diabetic, yeah. high calorie, it's basically high a diabetes sandwich. Diabetes sandwich, yeah. and it was um, bread. Jam, it was bread, white bread with with butter, with, with the crust cut off, with the crust cut off, with jam, yeah. with peanut butter, yeah. with banana and, and Snickers, Snickers chopped up finely and put in. But you and, needed that for the energy you expended that weekend. <laughs> you know what? I really, I really want it now. <laughs> if, if you hadn't eaten that, you would have wasted away. If you, oh gosh, it was. I was I was up and down. I was happy. I was crying. I was like, just get me out of here. Just drive. Just drive. Just I don't care where we go. Just I don't want people to see me. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like I was I was emotional. Not I I did you not. You were so emotional, baby. Oh, it was just ridiculous. I was oh god, thinking about it now. I'm like, how did you put up with me? Uh, it was my pleasure. It was what you were going through. It was it was it was a. I could understand why it was so intense for you, but. You know, I was I was just there, and I you mean, were feeling it. Thank you. So imagine me during a phone call on a reality TV show. Ugh, girl, I would girl. I wouldn't even ring you because the tears would be too much, and I'd just be like, ugh, I'm not doing this. The maxi challenge this week is they brought in some teenagers, and they got to give them the draggiest prom ever. They got to do a full drag makeover for these teens. Even Friday, Michaela, Alex, and Clover. Yes, what a lovely bunch they are. This is. A really, really nice and interesting twist and a very, very fresh twist on the makeover theme. And I think it's a very sweet twist as well, because what instantly comes out of the queens is this kind of like maternal tendency. And all of them keep on saying kind of like, this needs to be your special prom. This is about you. Absolutely. And I want to say that I I love the fact that Kendall, Mm -hmm. one of the best for yeah. the teens. I think she she's wasn't them beautifully was, as well. She yeah, exactly. She she wanted to make sure that it was a, it was it wasn't about her in that moment. It was about giving these teens an amazing experience. And yeah. it's part of the maternal instincts with these queens to protect. Because yes. like they I mean, you're forever in the LGBTQI community plus, you're forever defending your family, mm-hmm. your friends. And I think this was an extension of that. It was it, lovely. I've I've just met you but your family mm. and I want to do the best for you. Isn't that isn't that what it is? I think because it's so common for people in the community to feel marginalized it, it's great when people find a sense of family and community and of course yeah it elicits quite strong emotions now they need to make the outfits out of scratch now this is the reason that i told you that this is a design season because and, mm-hmm. they usually that usually is not the case for them to have to make it case in so point now they're making the outfits out of scratch therefore this is now the third design challenge okay it still doesn't trump season three but but okay like well, nothing will trump season three because season three was already guaranteed to Raja. What I will say is that... And she was obviously dating RuPaul at that time. Remember the rumours? <laughs> Paris Hilton, or oh, spreading rumours. Um, what's um, rich about this, though, is Brooklyn, when she did her makeover and she made over plastic tiara, just had two beautiful dresses in two different colours. It's exactly what she did. But she's making these girls make them. Make the. I love make the that dresses. you think that Brooklyn has any say in what happens. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe not. I love that. You, I love that you think that Brooklyn sat at the table <laughs> with the producers and said, "This is what I want for RuPaul's Drag Race." And no more jokes about my face. Yeah, I want. I want to roast about me. <laughs> I want to shine a light on all the work that I've done. I want everyone to make sure that they can I see want everyone to I'm see... not insecure about my face. I want everyone to see that I have absolutely no sense of humour about my plastic surgery. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, but I, I actually really appreciate that because it levels the playing field a little bit and it makes it a bit more skill-based rather than girls who have money bringing multiple beautiful garments, you know? Mm-hmm. So we think, like, I think maybe like the first, at least, at least five seasons... The makeovers, nobody was bringing extras. I mean, they were also, making them. It's awesome that when Geometrics said again, <laughs> mm. I was like, 
I feel you, sister. <laughs> I feel you because if you're not a seamstress, <laughs> what do you mean? Like at that time, you failed at a sewing challenge. You what? empathize. No, I'm just saying that, like, when you're not like geometric, isn't a seamstress. So when you're there and you're you're like, oh my god, really another design challenge again? Like she's just like, what the hell? Like, remember I was in high school and I didn't win a sewing challenge. It's just season seven and season three all over again. It's a, that's what I said before. It's a fashion season. Season seven didn't have that many sewing challenges. It was actually dominated by acting and comedy challenges, which was weird because they were pushing Violet and it wasn't her forte. Were they pushing Violet, you reckon, the whole time? Well, she won. I think if Pearl played her cards right, it would have been Pearl. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Pearl, I, I Pearl really definitely do. got a little push, yeah. I really do. Uh, so the pairings are done... Of what I think, very Canadian. Mm, lovely. Don't you think? Which is what they... And they get a coaching lesson with Brooklyn. I just want to say this. Brooklyn knows how to bloody walk. This is beautiful. And at first I was like, oh, okay, so Brooklyn's doing it because Stacey's not here this, this year because obviously Stacey's an amazing runway coach. But Brooklyn was fantastic. And she brought the pageantry to it, but also you pointed out like the dance element too. She's so in tune with her body. She knows every fibre and muscle. She mm-hmm. she knows exactly what shape she wants to create. And mm-hmm. she knows exactly how to create that shape with her body. She knows the intention. She just... I can, her walk is just... She got, she's in such control of her body. And when something calls for control, Brooklyn owns it. And it's when Brooke, in her season, it's when Brooklyn had to let go mm-hmm. that things didn't go her way. Because ballet and dance, especially, is all about control. Yeah. It's all about perfection. It's all about self correcting. It's all about creating that correct shape. Especially if you're dancing with numbers, you have to correct the shape that mimics everyone else so that you all look and sing. So everything is about control control mm-hmm. even when you're freestyling and do it impromptu and you're 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 in control of your body because you still need to think okay this is how i need to hold my core to do this or this is what i need to do to do that turn you're still in control when she had to let go that's when we saw brooklyn suffer isn't yeah. it, it she just it's, she couldn't she was that's just not her thing uh, yeah i do agree. I mean, it was it was kind of part of her trajectory her, her her plot line as well wasn't it that um her breakthrough moment was when she like let go in the improv challenge wasn't it remember which one was this um when she was paired with nina and she deliberately went for the role that was very kind of like yeah naked free and easy i've got to show them that i can loosen up and lose control do you remember yeah yeah even that for me felt controlled. I'll be very honest. I, don't get Even me wrong. That I think me everything about Brooklyn everything, Heights is very carefully Everything controlled. about Brooklyn's controlled and calculating. I mean, her she's, relationship with Angie, that was calculated. Plus, plus, plus. Um, she's a very smart girl. She's a wonderful drag queen, but she's always in control. Like, nothing happens by accident with Brooklyn Heights. She's basically doing the Miss J of America's Next Top Model. Mm. I loved watching Miss J. As a kid, as a teenager growing up. I was fascinated by Miss J. I was fascinated. Yeah, I was fascinated. And I used to like, why is she taking walking so seriously? (laughs) Get a real job. But then by, by, but two seasons later, I believe that she was curing cancer with that walk. (laughs) And I would, I would not hear anything about it. I'm like, don't, don't. What do you mean? She's just walking. She's not walking. Do you know? that's Jesus on water. She's she's performing. She really was. You know who my favorites were? Because again, like talk about niche jobs, the a swirl twins. <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like their whole job was like teaching people to a swirl, a swirl. Oh yeah. And then the girls were in a church, weren't they? Season and they six. Are, they season are swirled six. on the runway. And Jade, 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 and Joni were amazing <laughs> in there, but Jade was like twirling for. She was drag realness. She was fantastic. Oh, oh. oh my god. Do you, oh, do you remember when again talking about like insensitivity of the times and like a uh, a casting director or somebody or an agent sat down and was like, You look a little bit like a drag queen and she was like, Thank you. I have a very strong bone structure. Exactly. I loved her so much. It's like that comment was so like hideously insensitive and like mocking. And Jade's amazing confident 
repulsed. You, you can't tell her anything. Absolutely she was not. like, they're like, you look like a man here. She's like, thank you. Yeah, I think it worked in my favor. I can do mm. both this and that look. I have a very strong And they're like, oh, you, you, you look very, she's she like, your, your looks are very severe. She's like, yes, it's very, very strong features. Yeah. She's turning everything <laughs> to a positive. Jade from America's Next Summer Model Season 6 is my spirit animal. She really is. And she taught us all about how elephants are related to dinosaurs. <laughs> the workroom listening to these teenagers makes me f- wonder what school is like these days because the way that they're talking about it, I mean, there was that love yourself, love others in India, creating safe spaces and mm. schools in gender neutral bathrooms. Just thinking back to me as a, a young teen in the closet, mm-hmm. how, how much, how, how more comfortable. I would have been in school. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's still hard times going on, but it just sounds like such a different time, such a different yeah. space from when I was in. And it's school. so wonderful. I mean, I'm- and if I think that's weirdly, or that that's a big change. Imagine if you you were there much longer ago than I was. <laughs> there you. When life was in black and white, <laughs> can you imagine now? There's colors on the rainbow wow. on a flag parading around the schools i mean i mean i think it's it's obviously lovely and amazing and it's it's so wonderful that these youngsters can express themselves in a way that um where they don't have fear of confrontation and prejudice um at least i hope not i'm sure you know in any circumstance you're gonna get a few bigots but it just seems like they're their ability to be themselves is far more supported nowadays. Yes. And people are listening to it. It may still be hard, but what I want to say... Yeah, we're not saying it's a walk yeah, in the park. What I want to say is that the conversations that they're having today and the movements that they're trying to create today mm. would not be a thing, would not even mm. fly not at, at all. all when I was back in the day. Back in the days. I think it's, it's so interesting to look at... Um, I think we've mentioned this before, really, the leaps and bounds that... Um, equality when it comes to sexuality and gender have come just within the past few years because you only have to look at kind of like early noughties, late nineties at popular media. Um, the the way that humour was used and slurs were used in a very casual way. Um, it was just a completely different time and things have moved on very, very quickly and it's it's wonderful. I think these these five youngsters seem so sweet and lovely. And I'm I'm just so glad that they're able to express themselves so freely and come come on a program like Drag Race and have a drag makeover without fear of reprisal or mockery. It's wonderful. I mean, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. Tom, I want you to tell me, there was a time, there was a conversation had between Isis and um, Michaela. Yes. And she said she was... Well, Tom, you know what I'm trying to say. You know that situation. I know the conversation that you're referring Something to. Something about she was put away? Well, it, it, And she was just the therapist? The, the first thing was I could really sense that Isis wanted to get this off her chest, but it's still very, very uncomfortable for us to talk about because she kind of spoke about a few things in, uh, in allusions rather than explicitly stating what happened. But it sounds like to me that there was a time when um, she was struggling greatly with her mental health and I think she alludes to self-harming or suicide attempts. And um, I don't know what the mental health system is like exactly in Canada or whether they have, in the UK, we have a thing called the Mental Health Act. So, you know, if, if people are struggling with their mental health and perhaps they pose a risk to themselves, um, then they they can be put into hospital, you know, even if they don't want to be. Section 12. <laughs> that's a bit different oh. but for their own protection yeah um but well done well done for remembering that um so it sounds like something somewhat similar might have happened to isis and she spent some time in a hospital um and it sounds like she had access to therapy and hopefully i guess i don't really get a sense of what exactly that experience was like for her i'm sure it was a very complex experience it sounds like she'd hit a very dark place and um, obviously, she got well enough to leave and good. reclaim her life. And she's clearly thriving now. And I'm very, very happy for her that that's happened. 
Um, I can only speculate as to, to any details, but um, I'm sorry that she went through yeah. something. While like we're that. here, while we're here again um, in the UK, where can where can someone who's probably going through something similar or the it, you know yeah, as the, ISIS, where can they can they Google something online? Well, what are the names of some of the organisations, or what can they do? It, it, it kind of depends. I mean, obviously in the UK we have the NHS and. Um, we do have the provision of mental health services through the NHS. So, so for example, if I was feeling suicidal and it will, that way, if I just go to my GP, they will hook me up. I, I think. Or, I think one thing that's important. Like what do to, I do to distinguish is how kind of like individual the experience of suicidality is as well. Mm-hmm. Some people can experience the the feeling of not want to be not wanting to be here for a very very long time, but it, it kind of like varies as to how close to the surface it is. Some people it's very close to the surface surface, and it feels like it's an emergency, and they could act on it any time. And of course, they need very immediate and urgent help. So it depends on the severity and the urgency. Basically, if it's an emergency, the best thing to do if you're not already under mental health services is to go to your local A&E department because um, accident emergency departments are staffed by um, mental health liaison teams awesome. who would be able to see you as an emergency and hopefully um, arrange the right kind of help and support, which is obviously very individual and not not everybody needs to stay in a hospital when they feel like that. Mm-hmm. Some people um, just need to know that there's somebody there and things can be managed as an outpatient. Because there's often this fear that people will be put away in inverted commas. It's not always the case. There are lots of different ways of supporting people at home. If if the situation allows it, it's a very, very individual thing. Um, if it's if it's a situation where, like I'm talking about, kind of like where it's less of an emergency, but perhaps people still have thoughts they'd rather not be here. And it's kind of like that, that kind of background feeling of suicidality, which is obviously incredibly difficult as well, then sometimes it is a matter of going to see a GP who you might have a good relationship with mm-hmm. and and get things started there. GPs can manage a lot of mental health problems. Sometimes people need help from secondary mental health services and would need a referral. Oh, thank you. Look at that. There we go. You've You've proved your worth. <laughs> Thank you. You can stay for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Actually, let's see if we can look at the the looks now. I think we're on to the looks, aren't we? Were there yeah. any kind of like, just tiny little wind the clock back just a second, just thinking kind of what's going to come, like what we're going to see. Um, different themes that we picked out. Um, Pythia and Clover were talking about kind of like an androgynous gender fuck kind of thing, which I think is going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we so- heard uh, Kendall um, talk about the Mugler look from Kim Kardashian, the wet look. There are other designers, Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom loves Mugler. That's all I posted two Mugler looks Mugler, this week. Mugler. We get it, Tom. You know Mugler. <laughs> well, yeah, but it fits in with the whole Kendall gender curves and swerves. Absolutely. Um, thing. We've got a lovely red gown glamorous going on for Isis and, and Michaela. Michaela. I'm think I'm, I'm visualizing like Jessica Rabbit there. Do you know what I mean? Good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, thank you. Adriana. Adriana and Friday. Um, so they, they've really embraced this kind of... Now, uh, this colour, I believe it's called millennial pink. That kind of like dusky, soft pink, but it's in like a shiny fabric. Um, not candy floss? <laughs> not candy floss. Well, it might be candy floss. And she wants to be showing body, body, body and showing and leg. leg. Sex so. <laughs> on legs. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, that's um, Crystal. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on there. And with um, Gia and Ethan, I guess I, the sense I get is just they just want to be pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Great. Um, like Roxy Andrews, what's your character? Uh, you know, just a bitch. What do you want your look to be? Uh, you know, just a bitch. Pretty. <laughs> yeah, so she's doing the whole, what are you going for? Just pretty. Okay, what's your inspiration? Pretty. But it's really lovely to see these girls bonding with the teenagers. And I think we're going to have a pretty special prom night coming up. It's time for us to have a look at what they've made. Wonderful. And i got to say, this is like a really joyful runway everyone like they were having so much fun so first up and at the end of the day 
That's what it's all about. Oh, do you know what? That's so profound. It's all about having fun. It's just about having fun and doing your best in the end, isn't it? Cut off from everything you know. Yeah. Limited budget. Yeah. Bad food. You know, <laughs> not a lot of talk when the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> a lot of pressure. But at the end of the day, just really about it's having fun. fun. and Living your best life. If you can't it? find the fun in the situation, I mean, you're not really equipped to do drag race. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about it. Any of these excuses, these goddamn excuses anymore. Okay, first up, we're having a look at Isis and Ruby. So, um, Ruby looks stunning. I oh think my Ruby, gosh. Ruby's is as I preducted, coming out in a very Jessica Rabbit look because I'm getting the 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 ginger hair in the waves. I'm getting the floor length red gown. I, I just think this, the aim here was Jessica Rabbit. And um, Ruby has such confidence and such poise. She's really, really cut out for this. When, when you look that good. She's having I mean, a fantastic time. I do think Isis did a fantastic job on the, the dress for Ruby. I think it's wonderful. I love the silks. And the, and the makeup. The makeup is fab. The asymmetry is great. Um, she's got this train behind her. The train behind her is very RuPaul in Supermodel. You know? This bitch knows how to walk. Ru- Ruby's a superstar, isn't she? She's great. She knows how to walk. Now, Isis... Her look- legs are everything. That face that she's giving... She's gorgeous, isn't you she? Know? Oh, I mean, um, she is... Oh. Ruby's got a career ahead of her on the silver screen, if you ask me. Um, very telegenic. Now, um... Isis also looks beautiful, and she's giving me very 70s Bob Mackie share, as they keep referencing when she walked down the road. They kind of like the beaded wig and and everything. I'm going to say, I'm going to say is that minor criticism, minor slash major really, not a huge amount of family resemblance for me, that um, Isis does not look like she's Ruby's mother here. Well, like, I can kind of Because go- she's not black? No, it's because that thematically and visually they're not connected. Get out oh, of town. Okay, okay. Um, like the... Maybe there was a Sandra Bullock situation going on here. And I was like... <laughs> okay. Did you feel like Sandra Bullock in... Uh, what was that film? No, like Sandra Bullock's got adopted black children. So I just thought... I know, but she's in that film as well. Oh. Where she adopts the... We watched it together. She adopts the um, American footballer guy. Oh, oh, um, Blindside. Blindside, oh, yeah. I, I thought cry. that's what you were referencing. Cry every Beautiful time. film. Um, what I'm going to say is that um, it's actually thematically. I can kind of get on board if she explains it as a bit of a like fire and ice or rain and ice thing, but still stylistically they're not connected. Like the beading and the silks, they just feel very different for me. I hear you. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, I just think that Michaela looks stunned and but- her walk. She's totally beautiful. If if we're going on how good Ruby looks, and really that should be the focal point today, really, then she's stunning and Isis has done a fantastic job and Ruby's an amazing model. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have Kendall and Stormy. So these guys look like they're having lots of fun and Kendall's done a fantastic makeup job on Stormy, I think. Now, obviously, they veered away from the iconic Mugler Met Gala wet look. Yeah. They used it as a starting point for, to discuss something they love. I will say that I'm getting very Chris and uh, Chris Jenner and Kim Kardashian vibes here. They've definitely got the family resemblance. Um, I think, I do, I do think, I do think that Stormy looks absolutely beautiful and that Kendall's in a fab job. Um, I do, I do think Kim's worn something like this, hasn't she? Like some chartreuse. It looks like something Kim would wear, like a bodycon, very fitted thing. I mean, it's stunning. Again, Stormy looks delicious. She looks really, really good. Face it, is beat. The face is beat. The hair is laid. If I were to give, like, the body is padded as well. Mm-hmm. She's serving body again. Very house of gender. If I were to issue just like a, a little critique, a wig. No, I like the okay. wig, actually, because they've actually got the wet thing going on. But um, I think the slit's not high enough. The slit's in a slightly funny place. Oh, yeah. And it would have affected her walk, won't it? Because it it's it's a bit constricting. Yeah. So I, I, do, I do think it'd be more flattering if the, fl- the slit were higher. 
Kendall, amazing. Her performance on this runway, I mean, she was every inch the the dance mom. She was every yeah. inch the stage mom. And she's kind of like a grown-up Bam Bam. I was going to say, that's, that's Fred Flintstone. Yeah. That's Fred Flintstone's actual pattern on his... Is it a top? Is it a dress? What does Fred Flintstone and wear? It's like What's Marge, that garment? Marge Simpson's here, which is all the rage right now. I do love how it's like a cartoon version of Chris Jenner. Mm. Yeah, through a kind of Flintstones lens. But, but she really did the whole momager yes, performance on the runway, the and I really, really like that. Like Kendall, Kendall is a performer. Kendall's fabulous. I love the performance here, and I do see the family resemblance. The coat that she threw down in front of her is the coat that Kendall has been wearing in the in the work the workroom. Room. Yeah. So I, I do love the energy and the performance that he Yeah, lovely I, pairing. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Adriana and Apollo. Now, the, the cut of this uh, on Apollo, again, Apollo looks beautiful and she's living her best life and it's so wonderful. What I like is that the, the curves are on show, you know, and that was their aim is to show body, oddy, oddy. And legs. 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 Um, so... And she is living her best life. I think the makeup is beautiful. I love the asymmetric hair. Um, the jewels are really pretty. Um, I'm going to say that that's a really hard fabric to yeah, work with. Absolutely. Um, and maybe the fit is slightly off or something, but that's because of the fabric that was chosen. Yeah. N- nothing to do with Belladonna, who looks absolutely beautiful. Oh, Bell- I said Apollo. Is it Belladonna? Yeah, Apollo is. Apologies. Yes, Apologies. this is Belladonna. Um, and like, she looks so confident, like the, the vibe is very kind of like nineties prom to me with like the shoulders and the high neck and stuff. So it, it does work in terms of like classic prom era. Like it's a bit Romy and Michelle, that kind of thing. Um, I get the family resemblance. I think they've got a lovely connection on stage. I think Adriana looks like a, a Stepford wife who's, uh, sitting on a secret, so to speak. <laughs> Sitting on a secret. Belladonna is beautiful through and through. Mm-hmm. Adriana, um, there was a construction challenge, and I think she fell short with the construction. I, I of think. The I think. But Bell- Ad- Bell- Adriana looks stunning. God. Yes, Belladonna is a beautiful model, and there were some great ideas there. But she could have been a little more flattered by either a different fabric choice or a um, better fit, actually. Because mm-hmm. she's got beautiful curves and swerves, and it's just not quite yeah. in the right places. Next up, we've got Pythia and Apollo. Here we go. Now, when I look at Pythia and Apollo, I feel I, what I'm seeing is kind of like um, modern take on Gomez and Morticia. Okay. Is that what I'm seeing? Is it, with, a, with a Tim Burton twist. It can be. It can be. It can, it can be. be. It can be that. It can be that. Um. I love the way that they're playing with gender and androgyny here. And the choices aren't really obvious. There's a lot of inventiveness here. And Apollo, again, gorgeous and looks like they're having so much fun. Um, and again, I, I'm loving the, like, the androgyny and the, the gothic aspect. Um, yeah. What do you think? She beat this girl's face mm. so damn good mm. i for one second i was like who, who, who i was like oh my gosh wow great job at makeup um i i don't know how to appreciate this outfit i would say in what way what apollo's outfit both of them I would say Pythia's is actually pretty and fits her really, really beautifully and her shape looks gorgeous. And it's every, you know, she looks every inch of the 90s goth. Hey, I think that um, the outfit of um, Apollo didn't need the sash or the crown. I think without those two, the outfit would have been a bit more cohesive. Do you know what I'm going to say? I like the sash and the crown. I like the blouse and the leggings. The tuxedo element, I wish that that was tailored. I think it would have flattered um, Apollo more. And I feel like um, it's just a little bit shapeless on Apollo's top there. So again, minor criticism, but again... But Apollo, you look stunning. Absolutely beautiful. Love the makeup job. 
I was going to say, like, I think Apollo had a beautiful bone structure to work with in the beginning. And and I just love how um, Pythia has just put a whole new twist on her features. I mean, Apollo was beautiful. Beautiful. They're all beautiful. beautiful. They're gorgeous kids. Uh, last that we got geometric with electric metric. Now my eye goes to Gia because she's pure Peggy Bundy from Married with Children, isn't she? And it's a really fun and interest. Like that's a fun thing to go for to be the mother. Now I know you're going to read me for referencing Mugler again, but oh, I do. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I do actually think that um, electric, who looks really, really beautiful is actually wearing a look that does reference a very specific Mugler look. Um, it was a show in the 90s, I forget which year, where it was a really iconic show. I think it was the same one with the kind of like amazing uh, Nadja Auerman, um, like robot lady look. But there was the, the a trio of a trio of models with um, who were wearing dresses that had big, structured, asymmetric different colored skirts and one of them was purple with like a fitted top um and that's exactly what it's reminding me of Um, electric looks stunning face beat for the gods as they as the children you know she walked out and actually thought she was gia that's how confused i was i do want to say that i wish that the bottom half touched the floor like a gown uh, for me, it, it rode high a bit. Okay. I, well, if it is the inspiration I'm thinking of, yeah, it probably should. But we're probably talking about like, you know, resources and packing and stuff like that. How are we going to do this? For me, the main thing is the construction of the outfit. Now, I yeah. want to say, first of all, brava to these teens who came here and wonderful did the damn bunch thing. Of, wonderful bunch of kids. What a fantastic job they've done. And so, what what a cool bunch. I love them. But I think we need to, first of all, the most important thing is the outfit construction on the actual teens. Yeah? So, we're not talking about the beauty of the model or anything like that. We're talking about the drag queen's ability to create a beautiful garment for her girl. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I for me, Ruby's a standout. Absolutely, I, I do think I do think it's a really beautiful look. The makeup and the hair was right, and the walk, and the walk. Like, I, like she's walked better than maybe ninety five percent of the drag queens on these the show the whole yes. season. <laughs> Bitch knows how to walk. I think. Um, if I'm thinking about who might be a little bit of a runner-up, I think Gia did a really good job. Okay. On Electric. I think she's gone for something a bit more ambitious than some of the other girls. The makeup job is right. The hair is laid. Um, everybody looks beautiful, but when it comes to pure construction of the garments that were made, which I do feel is a core part of the challenge, I agree with you, then they're probably my two faves. I thought that electric was in flats. I'm not gonna lie. I thought she oh, was in I flats. Just saw that. They're a biscuit. But she's wearing like yeah, the biscuit. You know, you know when you put inserts in your shoes. Yeah. Is it? That's, that's <laughs> is that what, what, is that what it is. Yeah. I thought she was wearing flats, and I was like, "That's a choice." And I'm like, "Oh, oh my god!" Apparently, there's a heel on there. My I- trainers have more of a heel in them. <laughs> Girl. I'm going to, just another way of looking at it as well, in terms of family resemblance and energy, um, I think there's really good resemblance with Pythia and Apollo. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought, again, Geo and Electric put in a really good performance um, and had good connection and energy. Um, I really loved what Kendall and um, Stormy did. Really good performance, good story told. Every inch the Kardashians. For me, Adriana's in danger, and she could be. She could be because I. I think. I think unfortunately they chose a fabric that looked really, really pretty on the roll, but it's very, very hard to work with. And just for my fashion eye and taste, Pythia. That's just my, that's just how I feel. Those are my feelings. I actually think Pissy has done something um, interesting, avant-garde, 
push the envelope a bit more. I think Pythia deserves some praise this week. Well, then give her praise. I'm just saying what I feel, Tom. Okay, and your feelings are valid, and I respect them. Okay. (laughs) But for me, my God, this has to be Isis's um, third win, because I think she has... I mean, Ruby, there's no one up there that can sit next to her. I can't sit with us. (laughs) I got to say that while I think... Ruby has the most beautiful gown. Um, I do wonder if they might draw a little bit of criticism for a lack of family resemblance. But okay. Like, should we see what they say? Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. Okay, so this judging got me all the way confused. Um, very, very strange. Just for me. Very strange. Um, I guess kind of... First of all, let's congratulate Pythia on the win. So I don't... I don't begrudge Pythia the win. I did see lots of merit in what she did. Um, I think what the outfit represented was stronger than what was created. Yeah, there was there was a real attention to what her drag daughter wanted, which is what was favoured. There was a great storyline and a great connection. The looks were cohesive. Uh, you know, just there were certain aspects in terms of the construction that like weren't to my taste, but like it that it is what it is. Congratulations! That is what it is. Congratulations to, to, to Pythia. What did shock me was Isis being in the bottom two. Yeah, that's I very strange to me. Literally, am I was so shocked when when she was in the bottom with Adriana. I mean, Adriana we knew, but I did not see Isis in the bottom and I I think that is just very incorrect. It's not correct. That is very wrong. Um why are they trying to play with her track record like that? Well it's it's really it kind of annoys me they put her in the bottom twice now really. Because it now puts Pythia with two wins, no bottoms and Isis is two wins, two bottoms. Let's look yeah. at the lip sync. I wanna say that these this was a great lip sync it was fabulous and i enjoyed it very much this was probably the best lip sync this season yes i would say so by far adriana knows how to perform yes. isis couture knows how to perform yes these are the two dancing divas and performers that we that we've seen and i just think that this is i, I was very impressed now i loved it i thought it was unfair that um, Adriana was not getting any screen time Completely because agree. I can absolutely say her shapes, her movement, her what she was feeling and hearing from the music was yeah. very on. She was stunning. She was a great mover, great performer, always really, really giving good. it on in the face. I, 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 I think she's great. She gave me like salsa flavor throughout yeah i, I really enjoyed fun. watching her and fun. yes fun and campy at the same time and it kind of worked with her outfit and stuff as well i will say for me isis actually made me lull on more than one occasion and i really enjoyed isis's performance there was a bit where she like did some like <laughs> bad fake break dancing at the back of the stage there's a bit when she was dancing with adriana and she did this fake little pukey face <laughs> and like I was really, really entertained watching watching Isis. Yeah, Isis was great as well. Yeah. Um, because we got to see her be great. So I know that she was. She was, I know. And I, there was a definite bias with the filming. That intern, that intern, you know. I mean, for me, it just came down to track record because this lip sync between the both of them was very good. I was entertained and it was just a lovely performance to be an audience. I'd happily give these two a double chantay. Absolutely. You know what? If there ever was a double chantay, it's these two queens here. If I had to choose one and I'm not just going on camera angles, it's because she actually made me like, laugh and i do find something very magnetic about her it's isis but adriana did a fabulous job as well i would have gone for adriana would you yeah okay. absolutely you know what? because what i did see of her and when i was looking at her in the background i'm like she's hitting it she like she was doing all these like old in the era old school movements that written with the song of their mm. area and i was just like oh my god the shape that she just created there that is so it's 
she understands the song and i just i i really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed her performance i based solely on the lip sync probably would have gone adriana but you know we are we're veterans tom we know the game we, we know the camera angles we know um that the person that's probably going to stay is isis because she got all the camera time should we see what the other less relevant judges think Yes, as we predicted, the um, ISIS is staying. We say bye to Adriana, which is really sad. Yet another week of Drag Race Canada where we say bye to a fave, mm. like a talented sweetheart. At this point, they're all favourites leaving now. They but really Adriana are. was really a sweetheart. Um, Genuinely lovely, great runway looks, um, talented, great stage presence. Lovely. I'm looking forward to next week's episode because the girls are coming back and it looks like one of those. It actually took me straight back to the season uh, 10 reunion where mm-hmm. it just felt like uh, Shay and the top four against everyone. Season nine. season nine. Sorry, season nine where it felt like the top four against everyone kind of. I love that so much because we do know now, don't we, that that was actually filmed after, after the finale so shay had an axe to grind and <laughs> everybody paid and i loved it so much but it's very very interesting to have this style of reunion in the middle of a season in essence it's not well it's top four yeah but we've not had the finale yeah you know it's it's interesting i, I can't wait to see how it how it pans out but um well you'll have to wait for next week i'm looking forward no, to it no i can't wait i'm with, sorry with you must Oh, okay. okay. So everyone, thank you very, thank you very much to everyone who sent us the screenshots. We loved it so of, much, um, guys. Of us being the top podcast, or we're making the top five, or just the way you show your appreciation, especially with reviews. Thank you so much. Um, feel free to keep sending yeah. them through. Anyone else who's listening, like if if we've popped up in your top five or top podcast or top binge podcast or whatever, please feel free to send it on um, Twitter or Instagram, and you might get a little shout out next week you never know right. so that's us for the week this is Bolo and up to Tom we'll see you guys next time lots of love guys see you soon